Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, how are you? Eric, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited because you've got a return guest on the show. Richard is back. Can, can you reintroduce him to the audience and what you're talking about? Yeah, this is uh, my guest today is Richard Davis. Richard is a expert in just about all things real estate related, at least from my perspective. Uh, Richard's got a, 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 new, a new book out, or at least a new version of the book out that uh, when he shared it with me, it just uh, struck me as a treatise uh, for anybody that wants to consider getting into the, the real estate game or even getting out of the real estate game. It just covers so much uh, territory. And we do have a link to that in our show notes. But, uh, you know, uh, many people don't like to read. So I thought, why don't I bring Richard on and, and we can get some of this straight from the expert. So we're going to talk a little bit more about real estate today. Uh, our last episode, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the challenges uh, that a real estate investor faces in the current market mm -hmm. and some of the opportunities that this market may present. So we're going to dig a little bit more into some specific areas of real estate investing with Richard today uh, to try to flesh out some of the things that we referenced in the last call. Well, I know that uh, Richard was so kind to answer one of my questions last time. I'm going to sit back and learn with the audience again. And audience, just remember, you'll have contact information. I'm already ordering the book by the end of this conversation. If you didn't hear the first podcast, you're going to want to go get it. Um, it's going to be full of great information. So, Greg, thank you so much for bringing it back. And I'm just going to make my exit. All right. Thanks, Eric. Richard, uh, again, thanks for uh, for sending and, and coming back on for a second episode here. Um you know, when we last talked, uh, you started sharing uh, with the audience uh, one of uh, of many niches that you reference in the book, the, the residential uh, care facility. And I want to get back into that in just a moment, but there, there are a lot of these type of niches out there, aren't there, that, that give people that are looking to use real estate as a engine for their uh, asset growth to get in and, uh, and you know, the, that one comes to mind from our conversation, you know, things like, um, well, uh, storage facilities. I, I don't recall if you've mentioned those specifically in your book, but I'm sure you're aware of those things and have a lot to say about that. But there just seems to be a lot of different things other than the, I'm going to go to a seminar for a weekend, learn how to flip a house. Uh, so um, if, if we could just kind of start with that. So what are some of these kind of niches uh, that you have seen that people may want to look at as they're considering adding and creating a real estate investment portfolio? You bet. You bet. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of quotes out of the, out of the book. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is on specifically on <laughs> what's been called the silver tsunami. It's the baby boomers as they age and how they've always affected everything from Gerber Foods to Toys R Us and right on up the list. There's 77 million baby boomers, all right? And 120,000 people a month, okay, are, are turning 85. 70% of them need help. They can't remember to take their pills. They fall out of bed. 
you know, it just, it just, they need basic help. They don't need medical care. They just got to be protected a little bit. And it's hard for us in this society to stay home and take care of them. So, you know, we, we go, we take them to what's called assisted living. Now the big assisted livings had a little bit of a tough time with the COVID, didn't they? Uh, yeah, not a absolutely. little bit. It was yeah. a huge problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they was, uh, it was terrible. So what, what I've been, been doing in, in, in helping people to, to do is a very small scale assisted living where, where you can manage it yourself. It's called a residential assisted living. And it's a six unit or six bedroom, maybe seven or eight bedrooms at the most, but it's on a single family residence. And, and uh, when I went to my own neighborhood and I asked the, the commissioner, can I put in uh, uh, nursing facilities, you know, assisted living facilities? He said, I'll help you do it. He said, we have so many people that need what you're talking about that, that, you know, I would love to have you just set that up. So what it is, is, uh, you know, you've got, everybody's got their own bedroom. Every bedroom has its own air conditioning, separate system. So they don't breathe each other's pathogens. It's uh, it's just so clean. And so, and it's got air purifiers built into it. Uh, they've got their own bathrooms. They, they, you know, they're not sharing germs. If there's, if there's anything that's going on in the world, like we had with COVID, um, they're very comfortable. And everyone's got a television and underneath the television, there's a little electric fireplace. It's real pretty. They do great jobs. It's communication with their kids. The kids can see them so that you can look in on mom or dad uh, and make sure they're not laying on the floor. It's 24 hour surveillance unless dad says, I don't want you looking at me. You know, we can turn it off, but usually it's a, it's a very safe environment. Uh, and it also makes sure that nobody's abusing your parents. Cause if they're on camera 24 seven, they're not going to, they're not going to take your back hand to the parents. So these things are, are very, and the, and the big institutes can't, they can't do that. They've got liability issues for whatever reason, but in these little six unit uh, residential places. So you're just buying a single family home, at the most, you're adding on a bedroom, two, three bedrooms in the back, or we, we actually have a cookie cutter program uh, that our architects have drawn up and we're using to, uh, to build them from scratch. So if you can find a, a, a lot in your selected preference neighborhood, and you want to be, you want to be where it's a little busy. It's a, it doesn't have to be the ideal lot secluded off in the woods. You kind of want it where it's a little busier area uh, that you put them in. So um, it's a very controlled environment, but it's also very profitable because I own the building. I set up the business and then I sell the business to a nurse, to an, to an expert in, in, uh, in an adult care, to a doctor who then hires other nurses and so forth. And they pay me double, honestly, double what the normal rent would be because they're not just renting the building from me. They're also purchasing and renting the business. So where I might normally get 2000 or 2500 for the house, I can collect six or 7000 and they pay it happily because each person in that house is paying, let's use the average because the average is four to 6000 for private uh, care, four to 6000 And if you, if you look in the book, you'll see the numbers. They're exactly there. So, so if you've got six units and each one's paying 5000 it's 30000 a month of income that the doctor who owns it or the nurse is bringing in and they're going to pay me, let's say 7,000. So they still have $23,000 left over to cover all the expenses. So it's a very profitable business for them. And they, they didn't put any money out of their pocket to buy it. So it's a very doable business for somebody who's been a nurse or a caretaker or 
uh, or a doctor who wants to buy three or four of these. So, um, so I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm curious. So, you know, I, with my estate planning practice, I come across lots of people that, you know, don't want to go to the nursing home, right? We're trying to do plans to uh, avoid that, to provide for mom and dad to be in care at home. Yeah. So hypothetically, if I've got a client uh, that's got uh, older parents, Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're concerned and they've got, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars that they can invest in something like this. They could theoretically create one of these, these buildings uh, yeah. to take care of their parents. Right. And instead of it being an ongoing drain, uh, it can be a, a, a source of, of wealth for them. It could, they can, they can, you know, basically rent out the other rooms to, to other seniors. It gives them companionship. One of the hardest things about being old, is you're lonely. You, you you got nobody around you all day long, and your your kids are working, and the grandkids are in school. I I I've solved that with two different things. One is we have friends who are living in the the, the adjoining rooms, and second is we've got this tremendous communication system set up where you can you can uh, even if you don't know how to work your phone anymore, you can just touch the face. Uh, of your of your granddaughter and it and it does a, a, a communication with her with through uh, uh, zoom or whatever else is, is set up so I want to make sure that they're they're not lonely uh, they've got people around them that are caring for them and and that they're they're also able to get hold of their their family at least once a day and and more you know because that that's you know that plus they complain about the food a lot in the big places. That's the other thing that, <laughs> that we've we've kind of resolved. I'll I'll get into that some other time, but it's it's not that hard to fix. It's a, it's an easy one. So yeah, we're trying to make them happy. We want we I tell people that the, the kids that bring their 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 senior parents in to, to live with us, most of them say I I'd, I'd live here. This is wonderful. This is a great place because we've got a putting green out back. We've got waterfalls. We've got a gazebo. Uh, we've got a little greenhouse that, that we build, not nothing huge, but just enough so they don't get bored and, and uh, you know, just stare at the wall or the TV or something. And the TVs are set up that everybody's got their own headphone system. So if you're watching TV and the other one's not, you're not, the TV's not blaring at you. And it's, it's just, it's just a very peaceful and happy organization. And you add to that uh, all the festivities that we, that we have, you know, um, basically franchised into the, into the fund. So uh, it's a, it's a great, and the, the investment opportunity is tremendous. I mean, you're, you're talking about if you paid cash for one, let's say, let's use the example in the book. I think I said it was a $700,000 uh, brand new on a, on a, in a prime location, your net on your, on return on your, if you paid cash for that, you'd be getting a 10% return on your money month after month after month. You do not own any part of the business. So there's no liability. You're a landlord. Okay, so you've you've got, and if you build a new house, you've got a ten-year warranty on the house. You've got warranties on all your your appliances and and uh, and, and utilities. So it's a it makes it a, a very low maintenance. Uh, and actually, we build the houses, so there's zero maintenance on the outside of the houses as well. You know, that's it's pretty easy to do nowadays. Now, are you doing this in all the jurisdictions that you work in? Uh, I do it in all the ones I work in, and I find other uh, people that that know how to do it. Um, I've even got a, uh, a modular home company that's, uh, that's designed one for me. Uh, one of the bigger modular homes companies They're they're just a little busy right now. So that's not a, not a perfect option yet, but that will be pretty soon. So that once it's a modular situation, it's cookie cutter. You don't have to think about anything. It's all done. 
you know, you just put in the order and, and four months later they ship it out. Um, you know, you, you, you basically have to put in the foundation. And if you use somebody like superior walls, they come in and do it for you. They, they come in and they, they bring in preset walls. They, they line them up, set them. And the next day they put the house on top of it. It's, it's a pretty awesome situation. Modulars, modulars, the future, you know, you know, Walt Disney, when he built Disney world, and, and he built the one that's uh, got the tram that runs through. It's kind of A-shaped. It's right before you get to the gate. Right, the, the contemporary. That, or something. That, the contemporary. That's a modular building. He brought in the uh, the hotel bedrooms with a crane and slid them into this steel frame. And he, hmm. he did that. And, and they literally had the, the toilet paper on the rolls and the Gideon Bible in the, in the, in the dresser. <laughs> they were done, ready to go. The reason he did that is that he could slide them out, bring another one in, slide it in the same day, and never lose a day's rent. On, on you know when he wanted to update and you know what do you got to do now to modernize you got to tear it all apart and shut down so disney was one of the original creators of that huh. and uh and i've i've built and lived in modular homes they're actually built stronger than a stick built home because well they are stick built homes they're just built in a warehouse instead of in the rain yeah. and uh, and they're they're built with two by sixes and they're built so you can drive them 60 miles an hour down the road i mean the average house you wouldn't want to put on the back of a truck and drive it down the road it wouldn't make it <laughs> So modular, that's a big future. And they can, and they, they keep the price down with modular too, because if I'm a carpenter, I'm going to get 45 to $75 an hour. I'm, I'm on the ladder. I got my saw in one hand, hanging on with the other. I'm cutting the, the ends of the trusses off with modular homes. You get a guy who's making $15 an hour, who does the same thing, just like the Ford uh, uh, original line where, where he did the automation. It's the same thing. The guy just does one thing every day, you know, pounds this nail, that nail, they're all, everything's down on the ground and they lift it with cranes. Um, so you don't, you know, the labor costs of building a regular house out on site versus in these modulars is it's, it's half or, or less. So let that's alone, let alone as they go to more 3d printing and all those kind of things down the road. It's exciting. It is. So, so one of the things that, that I, I really noticed when I was in your book, uh, because of my, my, my assistant, that she's a, a horse lady. Uh, and uh, your your niche that you've developed uh, with houses for horses, because uh, to call them barns would be uh, a misstatement. So, <laughs> so, so share share with uh, with with our listeners a little bit about uh, about that passion of yours. That's that's they, really interesting. Some of our horses live better than, than a lot of people. They uh, <laughs> they live like kings. I I've been building barns for I don't know how many years now, but I kind of found that to be a, a niche, a specialty where I'm, I build big, beautiful barns. I built one for a guy, uh, uh, Frankie, he's, uh, he's, he's an equestrian gold medal champion. The guy can, he makes his horse dance. Uh, and I built him a 20 stall barn, big indoor riding arena, redid the big stone house and, and did all that work for him. Uh, and he rents the stalls out along with lessons to teach your daughter how to make her horse dance. Instead of 600 a month, which is what a normal uh, boarding is, he gets 2000 a month. Because, you know, there's a lot of rich daddies that want their daughters to have their, what they want. You know, <laughs> they want their horse to dance. Uh, I built them for people who own racetracks, big, big uh, uh, breeding uh, barns where they, they basically only use them for two months a year when their broodmares are, are uh, delivering their foals. Um, all kinds of other exciting barns. Now, I got into that because I, I adopted a handicapped boy. He's special needs. His name's Michael. And uh, he's a quadriplegic. He, uh, his picture's in the book. He, uh, he's, he's 
he, he's 16 now. He's, he's making it. He's got this little dot they glued to his forehead, and wherever Mikey looks, that the cursor goes. So he can write, he can read, he can do math. He's like alive. He can talk, you know, through the computer. Um, you know, it's 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 magic how they're doing it. He's my hero because kids always got a smile, never complains. You know, I, we could all take lessons from him. But the thing that got me into this horsing is that he did hippotherapy. They call it hippotherapy. It's actually horse therapy where you have, uh, uh, we were down near the University of uh, Florida is where our, our ranch is. Uh, we have a, a student on either side volunteer to make sure the child doesn't fall off. Uh, we have somebody in front that leads the horse. That person has to know how to read their, their nose, their mouth, their ears, their eyes. You know, horses give signals. They don't just freak out all of a sudden. You can tell when they're getting scared. So you need somebody up front to walk them. And then we have a, a trained licensed therapist who kind of circles around, does different therapy things with them to help them uh, with, with their stability in there and all kinds of neat stuff. So it's, it's, it's also real big with, with, with military and with, with police officers and firefighters because, you know, firefighters have a terrible challenge. They, every day they're seeing somebody chewed up in a car accident. It's horrible. What, what they live through. Um, war is terrible too, don't get me wrong, but so is the everyday life of the average police officer and, and firefighter. So we're, we're working with different communities that, uh, and helping them with the hippotherapy because it's an amazing healing concept. And I, I in the, the new book I'm writing, which uh, let me put a, pl a plug in. These books are free, by the way. They, they, they don't charge anything for them. They're, they're e-books. So you can go onto my website and the one that's ready right now is on investment to and the, the website's simple. It's www.florida, spelled out, F-L-O-R-I-D-A, dot C-C. And that's it. Don't put dot com on it. Just florida.cc. Upper left corner, you'll see a link uh, for, the, uh, for the investment book. And by this time, by the end of June, I'll have the, uh, the, the, the book on, on uh, therapy, hippotherapy in there as, as well. I'm working with some super people that, uh, that one's a psychiatrist, one works for the VA, uh, another one is uh, she does. She actually runs these, uh, the hippotherapy center. So, you know, we should we should have that up and running uh, pretty soon. So it, it sounds like you it sounds like you've seen firsthand what can happen with that therapy, and you're trying to get that message out. You know what the hardest part is with the therapy? What's that? Getting the kid off the horse at the end. They don't want to get off the horse. <laughs> that's when they. That's when you'll hear them yell. No, <laughs> that's the, that's it. That's the new thing. And the horses are magic too. They're just so gentle. They, you know, we use uh, we use mainly we use like fourteen and a half hand quarter horses, which are not real big. They're they're uh, they're you can see you know over over their back. They're not not a great big race horse or uh, or the the dressage horses are huge. They're eighteen hands. They're they're monstrous. But uh, anyways, yeah, I, I know firsthand how it works. And I know firsthand I can, I can't cure PTSD. You know, I don't, I don't know anybody that, that really can, but I can make somebody happy. Uh, you know, sitting in their, their little uh, round pool in their backyard, looking down over their 10 acre farm with the horse out there in the evening. Good stuff. Well, after seeing your last book and the passion that you put into that, and I can only imagine seeing how passionate you are about this subject, uh, what your what your book is going to be uh, like with that. So I look forward to uh, when that comes out at the end of the month here. Thank you. But maybe by the time this one, this uh, podcast is released to the public, it might even be out. Uh, yeah, I update the website myself. So I'll, I'll have it run. You bet. <laughs> you bet. So, um, 
Yeah, we've covered a lot of territory here. And I'd like to, again, thank you for uh, for sharing this information with uh, with my audience. In the last few minutes here, is there anything else that uh, you know, you'd like to share with people that are maybe, you know, thinking about uh, getting in or, or getting out. Uh, we, we didn't really get a chance to talk too much about uh, the statutory trust and, and, the, and those type of exit strategies that are out there. But, you know, as you and I have chatted about offline, there, there are these options out there that people can mitigate the, the tax consequences right. of that. So, and, I, and I do want to give you a moment to address that, but there was one other niche that you mentioned in your book. It just, just jumped to me that I forgot to, to, to hit you again on. And that was the, the kind of the investing in an Airbnb and how that is a way to maybe augment income and, and make more money out of real estate. So, so got, got a lot there for, for you to chew on. Maybe you can uh, kind of jump on those a little bit. I'll, I'll make it quick, but it's, uh, and again, they can, they can, for free, they can get a copy of the book and take a look at the, the chapters on that. But basically two ways to invest in Airbnb. One is you, you, you rent out a property. The great thing about Airbnb is they do all the work. They find the tenant, they collect the money. Um, you have to clean it up at the end of the week or hire somebody to do that is the hardest part of your job. So that's, that's just working very well. I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, you can pretty much get a projection of what you're like. I live in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I contacted them. I said, how much, how many weeks of the year would my property be, be rented? Cause it's Gettysburg's a summertime thing. I found out that there's also a demand cause there's a ski resort uh, 15 minutes from me. So that, you know, I've got a year round opportunity, spring, fall, summer, and so forth. Um, the other thing that, that is uh, becoming very popular is you, you go out and you contact somebody who's trying to rent their house out and you give them a little bit more rent than they would have gotten, but you get them to agree to allow you to sublet it through Airbnb. So whereas you might, let's say, I don't know, let's just use round numbers. Instead of a thousand a month, you give them 1200 a month. So they're happy. They're getting $200 more than they thought they would. And then you then sublet the, the property out that you don't even own to the Airbnb organization. It's extremely profitable. Again, you can go online, uh, and I think I've got a link in the, in the book about how to even check that out. Uh, if not, I'll put it in. The, the digital book is great because I can change things. Like just this morning, I updated it with the new interest rates. You know, I had 5.69, now it's 5.96. Um, so it's a, I love digital. I do hard copies too, but the digital's magic because you can go back to it anytime. I update it, you know, every week. And so the same thing with the, with the link to, uh, to the Airbnb, you can, you can sublet it out and, and never own the property. And you can get how many of those can you own? You, I mean, you don't own them. You know, how many of those can you run? It's a business. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's pretty low risk business too. Uh, if you're in the right area, you don't want to, you don't want to do it in a, in the middle of nowhere. Cause I don't think there's too many people on vacation in the middle of nowhere, but you know, Gettysburg where I live, that's a perfect spot to, to buy a small, um, there's one, there's one right now. I just saw it on the market yesterday. It's a $150,000 house, two bedroom. You don't want a six bedroom B and B because then they'll bring three families in and trash the place. You want a two bedroom. You want a small place where mom and dad can bring, you know, their one or two kids near the battlefield, near the restaurants. It's a, it's a perfect opportunity. In fact, when I hang up with you, I'm going to go buy it. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should have, I should have done that yesterday. But, but that's, that's the things you can do is you can, you can pick those up and the management's easy. You, 
if you don't even live in Gettysburg, you could buy that property and you could run it. And you could just have somebody who comes in and checks on it once a month, uh, not once a month, every week when they move out, somebody's checking, making sure everything's the way it should be. And that, you know, that's pretty easy to do. So does that help? That's yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good concept. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, and, and, uh, we'll, we'll leave the exit strategies for another conversation. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Eric, uh, anything that the fly on the wall would like to add before we, uh, call it a day here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, thank you so much for your time again. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that Greg actually broke the ice about Airbnb. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you suggest or do you know if it's even possible to Airbnb part-time if you live in a house? And the reason I ask is that my house is one mile away from the stadium that the College World Series is held at. And I like baseball, but I also like money. So yeah. if it's possible to you know, Airbnb this for just a couple of weeks while that's there, I could be in Mexico while somebody else is here. Is that right? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Oh, only, the only challenge that people find is that they have their personal belongings. You need your you need to lock that stuff up. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you, you know, have a closet or two that you can lock things up and put and make it nice and secure. But absolutely, you can do that. Airbnb doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't discriminate against you just because you live in there part of the time. So where yeah, you, you must be up near the College World Series. You said the baseball? Oh, uh, yeah. Kids, Little League? It's no College World Series. That's Omaha. College World. Oh, that's, yeah, awesome. that's a big deal. That's yeah. a big one. That's yeah, big yeah. Thing. Big deal around here. And also the Warren Buffett meeting, you know, that's another one that I might, you know, be able to escape town for a little while. Who knows? Sure. Uh, Airbnb, this place. The college right. towns are great places for Airbnb because the parents come in for football games. They come in, you know, for graduations and that sort of thing. So uh, uh -huh. they're good, good areas for sure. Great point. Well, Richard, again, thank you so much for all the information and being such a wonderful guest. Uh, Greg, thank you. I, I want to ask you also, I mean, people have questions. I know that th this podcast obviously is worldwide and ma mainly nationwide. Let's give your contact information as well, just because people are probably going to say, hey, wait a second, maybe there's another stream of income that I haven't thought of before. And I, I need to talk to somebody about this. So uh, to get a hold of me, uh, you can reach out to me at uh, my website, uh, www.eitherdandblaw.com, uh, which is my law firm, or www.dupontwealth.com. Or you can email me directly, just type Greg at either one of those, those addresses and you'll get to me. Or you can call and give us a call at area code 614 408-0004. And Richard, before uh, we do let you go, although your, your contact information will be in the show notes, uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out and let people know how they might be able to get in touch with you uh, if uh, they are interested in some of the things and concepts that you've talked about here today. You bet. Our website is uh, www.florida.cc. Uh, email is rickdavis at florida.cc. All right, gentlemen. Well, again, thank you both for today and the previous podcast listeners. If you just joined this one, remember there's one before this with a lot more great information. Go back and listen to it. And, and again, Greg, thank you for uh, facilitating this. Our last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wall Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
the information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.